0: I, I constantly contradict myself as a Taylor Swift fan, but like, I don't particularly love any of her music videos. No, that's ex- exactly. The visual direction she finds herself drawn to is something that we tolerate it as fans, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 we are back with another episode of Pop Apologist Chandler, Hello. Hello. I've just spent the last four minutes waiting perfectly, quietly, ready for Lauren to be done, primping and drinking water and doing all the last minute <laughs> things she needs to do before she is ready to hit record. And now I'm a little bit annoyed. So let's begin. Let's begin the podcast. Truly an artist cannot be rushed, okay? It's like Michelangelo when he's looking at a block of marble. You know, what will I create out of the next hour? I can't be rushed. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I mean, just now we were talking about how you drink water in a very aggressive and phallic way. And the only word I can think to describe it is unsightly. And it it brings up feelings within me of just disgust for you as a person. Like, I don't want to look at you ever again, because you, the way that you do it is just it's, it's so unsightly. It's an eyesore. Okay. Well, first of all, to so the pure, all is pure Chandler. So thank you. But also here's what I do, everyone. I have a big water bottle and I just save my gulps for when I'm truly thirsty. And I drink a lot all at once in kind of an aggressive way. Kagan hates it. Chandler hates it. It's. I, mean, I don't know what to say. Let me also just be clear here that you're doing it next to your microphone. So I'm also getting the audio of you aggressively gulping water. It's horrendous for all five senses. Whenever I drink water in front of Kagan, he's similarly perturbed Chandler. And I think the other night he said to me, wow, you really like that water. (laughs) It's like Like the first time you've ever had water. I don't know. I it's think a it's, ne- just, it's I, like a Neanderthal drinking water, kind of. I think, Chandler, I just have the self confidence to drink water as I wish to. Okay. And I'm not trying to look hot to you, look hot to Kagan. You're I'm not, just being me. And I hope I can inspire you're not, everyone. You're not drinking water for the male gaze, is what you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Well, I'm proud um, of you. So brave. What a feminist. Thank you, Chandler. And while I am a feminist, I also do need to do some housekeeping on this podcast. Okay. Hey. Everyone, we are working on an episode on scammers or basically anytime you've been scammed. So we're recording that on February 11th. So if you're hearing this before then and you have some crazy story or whatever, a tame story, any sort of tale of being scammed that you want us to share with our listeners, please send us an email at popapologist at gmail.com. If it's too long to type, just send us a bunch of voice memos. We, you know, you can just record it into your phone attach it to the email, send it our way. Basically, we really want to do an episode on all the ways that people are getting scammed right now. So our listeners can be vigilant. You know, we can't have people getting scammed so they can't afford the Patreon. Basically, this is us trying to incur some good karma to, you know, helpfully alert people to possible scams out there. Lauren and I have talked a lot of shit on this podcast and this is us trying to, you know, counteract some of that. It's so true. Speaking of Chandler. Oh, um, I yeah. was gonna say, speaking of getting scammed, because I think I got scammed this week. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just say it. You know what the biggest scam of all is getting married, <laughs> throwing a wedding. That's the biggest scam. That's the scam. You you told me this all along. I have called you no less than four times every day this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've just been like literally on standby for me, and I mm-hmm. really appreciate that. I just need to vent for you know a few moments, and then we can move on because I'm going to try not to you know belabor. My wedding complaints. No, please, man. Um, There's a lot of brides. There's a lot of brides with PTSD. Okay. Like myself, we, we all want to hear it. I think what I'm really coming to terms with is that there really is no affordable option. It's kind of impossible to have an affordable option that feels like you are getting a deal. There are no deals to be had when it comes to weddings. I think everyone just needs to either prepare themselves to either throw a very minimal celebration that is low budget, or they need to be prepared to just put up and shut up and pay all the money in the world. You have a hundred and ten percent guest list, so if you had a thirty percent guest list, this could be a different situation. Lots of I'm people saying, I don't throw I don't forty scam. people plenty, weddings. Plenty of people throw four hundred people wedding, three hundred people wedding. I'm I have a small guest list compared to that. Let me also say that my budget is not, you know, like pennies. My budget is healthy. I would say. Your budget is totally healthy. healthy. So I think what's been frustrating for me is, you know, to stumble upon these potential locations and venues and to feel like, oh, wait, we actually, this, this might be affordable. This might be doable. And then to find out that it's a scam. And let me tell you about the most recent scam. We found a venue that we really adore that... You know, matches the vibe that we want. You know, it also matches the dress that I currently am like. And the venue fee, everybody is actually affordable. So for the past three weeks, we've been like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. (laughs) We found something that's affordable. It's just, it's amazing how the sun shines on you when you're a good person. I, I thought to myself. You know, you've really all your hard work and all of your cries to the heavens have paid off. Puzzle pieces are coming together at long right, and dear exactly. last. exactly. Finally, it's all been worth and it. We figured it out. Let me just also be clear. It's not like we found this, you know, incredible level venue that's just like out of this world, amazing, unreal, and we're getting it at like a really low cost. I feel like we found a venue that has the charm that we want but is also affordable. It's not necessarily super posh or super nice, okay? We then decide to you know begin the process of trying to book this place and come to find out everybody the scam is the venue fee is very low but you know what's extremely <laughs> high the food and beverage minimum okay <laughs> and so and you have to use their you ha- people you have to use their their only vendor <laughs> and so this is how i got scammed this week because we are leaning it is towards such a venue. scam we feel good about it. Oh, do you want to get married, you know, in the hottest month of the year? That might be a little bit cheaper for you. Oh, wait, there's no air conditioning. <laughs> the scam. The scam continues. And you know what? I am actively knowingly getting scammed. I'm letting go, letting God. It is what it is. The scam. You you only get scammed like this once. That's what I've always said about weddings. <laughs> That's what I've always hoped you as a bride would be looking to this experience thinking like, okay, well, I'm only getting scammed like this once in my life. Yes. How heartwarming. I I know we're joking about it, but that's been a powerful reframing to me. It's just like it is a scam. There's no deals to be had. There's no like getting the most bang for your buck. It's just like, how much of the scam are you willing to just deal with? It's also, I think, it's a moment where you have to contend with the fact or you're faced with the fact that just everything is so much more expensive than you imagined. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you're like, oh, flowers should cost this amount. Right. And no. you know, the flower, the flower proposal comes back. It's right. three to four times that. Uh, surely, plates and cutlery should be a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars max. Mean, uh, it's it just gets so aggressive. So I'll quickly. do you one better. Do you want to know what the cost is? And built in for soft drinks for everybody for the night. To you know, to just go to Costco and pick up a, a couple cases of Sprite and Coke. Do you want to know what? how much that is for the night? Yeah, Like, that's a grand. Somehow that is a grand. It's all... And then you know what? And it gets added up and it totals up to a lot. And it's mm-hmm. it's so, so much. It's a lot to deal with. I feel like, though, you have found something beautiful. Even though you're somewhat... You're like, listen, right. we've come this far at this point. Right. If it it's enough of our criteria, we're just moving forward. Literally. I also think... It is stunning. It's going to be gorgeous. It's not giving up. It is fully like having a beautiful, gorgeous wedding. Yeah, definitely not giving up. It's just like, you know, I'm relinquishing myself over to the the pirates and the scammers. <laughs> the other funny thing is that yesterday when I was really in the heat of realizing the scam that I was in the middle of, I was on the phone with you. Ben was also there and I was kind of catatonic. I couldn't really even talk because I was just like... You're so upset. I was so shocked that, you know, and I think that's the other part of all this is that you have one idea in your mind and you, and you go weeks and weeks thinking it's going to be one way and then it's not. Anyway, that's my personal As- update. Sure, it'll be more the same next week, everybody. So tune in. I have my own little personal update. Thank you for asking. Speaking of weddings, I'm going to a mm-hmm. wedding. I'm going to you a wedding are. in India. I just am overcome by how much work going on a trip is. Between, mm-hmm. if you want to do a trip well, which this is a, a very um, first world privileged, privileged, yada yada, yada, you know, yada, yada, yada. That's, but this is what it is. If you want to have good fits, Good shoes, fresh looks, fresh vibes. It it is just, it is so much work to put everything together. Not only that, I'm putting it together for me and my husband, Mm -hmm. okay? Because Mm -hmm. heaven forbid he shopped for a single damn thing for himself. So I have two people to dress. Then Chandler, I would say the icing on this cake is that I'm also stressed out about my self-tanning schedule. Because. (sighs) Brutal. Do I self-tan before I? Go to India, which would mean mm-hmm. I would self tan the night before. I mm-hmm. don't get there for a full twenty four hours. Then mm-hmm. I go to sleep. So then I am by the by the point that I am on like my first day of the trip, I am yeah two to three days into my self tan yeah, mm-hmm. which is really its peak, and I am have a, a two week trip basically right. So and then w- the once the once I am at day six seven. I can reapply, but after that, it's very quickly, it gets patchy, it gets gross. Right. It just right. does not come off well. Um, it's got and a bad half-life. Oh, it has a terrible half-life and I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm not gonna do that. So I guess I have to get there. And then the first night I am there, when we have a dinner planned, we have a full day itinerary, that night I have to come back to my hotel and put sticky brown goo mm. all over my body mm. when I'm gonna mm. be, I guess I can't have any beverages that night because I have to be focused for this. I, it's, right. it's a lot. It is so a much lot. pressure. The self-tanning schedule takes so much logistical prowess and anticipation. And I just, I feel for every girl like me who is pale, and needs a layer of saint or Loving Tan, as I use, for a golden glow. Or otherwise, you're going to look purple by the pool. Like, this I is mean, a cross to bear. I, I completely agree with you. I think that all of the math skills I learned in high school now go towards the matrix of mm-hmm. mathematics that are working backwards from a day. I need to look incredibly hot to when I need to sell. Exactly. It's also, exactly. my hair washing schedule. I know you and I differ. Your hair is a little bit less oily than mine. Um, that's also another part of the matrix. Uh, yeah. I, my heart goes out to every single one of us in this struggle together. I, I pray for a better world where these problems are solved. Let me tell you something else, Chandler. What? I just think about having to put all these puzzle pieces together mm-hmm. and then I, I, I'm, when I even think about this, when I even say the sentence out loud, I want to throw up. Yeah, Having to also think about a child being along for this scenario. Oh, I, I, I don't kids. want kids. It's done. Yeah. I'm so fine not having kids. Why like, There's just you... no way I can add that. Lauren, what if you were to self-tan in the plain bathroom right before I catch a <laughs> <laughs> I, I would know. not put that past you. <laughs> I need to talk about how much work this trip has been for me. I'm ready, I think <laughs> finally, to revisit the trauma of having to ship you that mother <laughs> dress. Everybody, uh, let's mention talk it about all. It. I'm actually, I don't know if I'm ready, but I'll go there anyway. I'm Lauren a got gorgeous. a dress. Yeah, go ahead. Please, I guess this is your truth to tell. This is your story. This was your your cross to bear, I suppose. I've been pontificating. Please proceed, Chandler. While Lauren was in New York, she was planning on getting a dress sent to my house that she was going to wear for this upcoming trip. The dress did not arrive in time. She left. She returns home. The dress now becomes my problem. Now it is my dress to deal with. And I'm just an innocent bystander in all this. Do you think I'm going on a trip? No, I'm not. I've got nowhere fun to go. got no fun dress. But now I have to deal with getting this dress to Lauren. Okay. The dress arrives. And and I also have gotten multiple texts ahead of the dress arriving, telling me that I need to (laughs) ship it immediately. Okay. Because I got, first of all, I just want to say two things. One, I got it at a major discount. So, but the reason for that is because it's like effing broken. So I have to take it to a seamstress when it gets here so I can get it repaired so I can actually wear it. So I, I have to have like a solid window for it to get here. Second of all, they would not ship it to Puerto Rico. I never thought it would be on time for me when I was at your place. So you were always going to be my my middleman. Great forwarder. Mom used to say this all the time. A lack of preparation on your part does not constitute an in- emergency on my part. And that's how I feel right now. A lack of wanting to spend money on your part, you know, you wanting to be cheap and cut corners <laughs> really turned my weekend upside down. So Everyone, the dress finally arrives, and I'm like, okay, fine. I've got to ship this. got two options. I've got USPS, and I've got UPS. Both are complete and total nightmares when you live in New York City. In fact, the closest USPS to me has a label on the Google reviews. (laughs) You can filter by words that are used in the reviews. You want to know what one of the big words that are used in the filtering system? What? Rude. (laughs) Rude. I've been to that UPS many times. They are very rude. They are extremely Rude. I mean, I'm just actually going to read you one or two of the reviews because I think it's worth noting. The woman who helped me was so rude. She insulted me and yelled at me and (laughs) called me stupid. I have never been treated so badly. She should be fired. Uh, Three months ago, another review. Very rude and unprofessional staff at this UPS location, especially employee with the name Daniel. He threw my envelope (laughs) to the next window. Okay. I actually have a friend no. who went there this morning who mm-hmm. the employee told her after, you know, they said, oh, I can't guarantee when this will get there. And they kind of pushed back and the employee said, I don't want to hear you whine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about this UPS, but they might as well DMV tenured managers, the people who work mm-hmm. there. It's like they can never get fired. Right. It's just like they have total job security and they resent you for being there at all patronizing at all. their franchise, and- their business. Right. And I think the most aggravating part is that I arrive with a smile on my face with pep in my step. I'm ready to, to make their day better by just, you know, being in it. And I'm not trying to be, you know, a, a burden. I'm not trying to ask them annoying questions and no. they still are frankly so annoyed with me. You like, approach with the face Gwyneth called, you know, the, who are those bright glowing and shining, bright and shining, glowing yep. faces. I know I should tell and them that next time you should you should say this is not how gp received me right um when i stood in line for a signature on her cookbook so let me let me wrap this story up because it's painful so i text lauren ahead of time and i go would you like me to go to usps or ups i'm only going to one store i'm not going to go to double to see which is cheaper which is faster whatever to play the game so i say ups will definitely be more expensive but it will be i think more reliable in my opinion lauren responds ups okay so I'm like, great. I go to UPS. They are nicer. Actually, kind of like the guys that work at the UPS by me. I arrive. I say, I need to ship this package to Puerto Rico. There's a little bit of trouble with her address, yada, yada, yada. Uh, they're like, we find it. It's great. It's going to be $60. And I'm like, you know, I told her it was going to be expensive. Maybe I should just call her one more time and be like, hey, just a heads up. You're going to get a $61 Venmo request from me. I proceed to get bitched out by Lauren about this $60 UPS charge.
1: Well, I, and can yeah. I just say,
0: in my defense, it was $60, okay, to ship a light dress, a compact light. piece of clothing. You could put it in a small envelope, basically. So, so now confused. I, got to, I, I now have, have, to have to repackage it. it. Now it's is my problem s- to repackage it. It doesn't matter if it's in an How envelope. They told me there was no $60? difference. I just sent mom so, a steamer for her clothing. But not at UPS. At USPS, it was going to get there in four days for $18. So I'm just so confused because I'm this was sure. $60. dollars and it was gonna get here in two weeks. And I'm just like, I mean, I'm sorry, what? More on it's the not other. gonna so get well, here I- for 10 days and it's $68. I know my reaction is totally inappropriate since you were doing me a favor, essentially, oh, but I had I still to was floored. My, uh, it. gets It gets worse, everybody. You've got uh, enough, enough plating your case. <laughs> So then I'm I honestly give it right back to her. I'm like, this is the most annoying errand. You told me I could go to UPS because and you knew it would be more expensive. And so Lauren's like, I that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense why it would okay, be that I much did, money. I've never talked that abruptly with you. Um, and then I like I'm like, it's the guy is also listening to all this and he it's not like he's trying to <laughs> scam you. There are a lot of scammers out there, but I don't believe this guy was trying to scam you. Anyway, we get kind of a full fight about it. And then I'm like, fine, whatever. Like I'll deal with it. I'm not taking it to USPS today. I'll take it to USPS tomorrow, whatever. Hang up the phone. I tell the guy, I'm like, just so you know, that was my sister. She's super annoying about all this stuff. And the guy's like, if it was my sibling, I would have done the same thing. And then we were chill. Um, (laughs) So that was great. Anyway, during the weekend, I'm like, fine. We'll drive to a USPS. I will deal with finally taking Lauren's dress. (laughs) Because oh, I is where the trauma like every starts. day. <laughs> this is where the trauma like, starts, everybody. Remo- friendly reminder to still ship that dress. We're at Clear Out in Brooklyn. And I realize that all the USPSs around me are closed for whatever reason. The only one is 30 minutes back across town. And it's going to close in about an hour. We had to leave our, like, our errand that we were in the middle of to go drive mm. across town to mail this. Do you know what happens when I arrive at the USPS? Do you know how many people <laughs> are in line? At least 50. I wanted... I hated you. I hated you in that moment. Okay. It gets worse. I call you and I'm like, I'm not doing this. Never ask me to do this ever again. I can't deal with this. There's no way I'm going to get in before it closes at four. It's going to have to wait till Monday. And then you're like, fine. You know, you can just go to UPS. I go to UPS. There's 12 people in line. I'm still mad. I'm still mad. (laughs) Please continue Chandler. That's it. That's it. I mean, I don't have anything else to say other than that I shipped you the box and I hope it's worth it. So it was still $60 and it's getting now here later because of the two day delay. Never make uh, uh, me do this again. Also, everybody, I thought I was going to get like an extra 20 bucks in my Venmo from Lauren. I thought I thought I was going to get like an $85 Venmo, like for your troubles. Love you so much, sis. You're the best. Gas money for driving all across town. I'm already paying. Like triple the amount necessary to show You ship want to know us? how much she rounded up, everybody? <laughs> 50 cents. I got $62. Because it was $61 and change. I'm Screw paying you. out the notes. How do I know? How do I not know that you are in cahoots with UPS? That you didn't just upcharge me majorly. Look, okay. I'm trying not to get scammed in 2024. <laughs> I honestly was. I was crestfallen when I saw the Venmo amount. But yeah. I've never heard of that it costing that much or taking that long. Literally, it's like the worst. It's, I'm sorry, it's you the don't worst know of shipping. All you don't know shipping. I do apologize, to be honest. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't my best moment. Um, and let me just say, in the words of Ramona Singer, I'm a work in progress, okay? I'm <laughs> doing my best. True. And let's move forward, Chandler, together. Let's, move forward, let's not look to the past. There's sunnier skies ahead. I can feel it. Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, mm. I got excited thinking about strangely tastes really good, like chocolate milk. It's a super fast, easy, quick snack. Also, I just love that the ingredients are clean. They're grass fed. It's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories. It is just the best protein powder out there. Everyone go to clean symbol eats.com and use the promo code pop Apologist for 10% off. That's pop Apologist for 10% off clean symbol eats.com pop Apologist for 10% off. cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern. So you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a lay person like yourself. Everyone at why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Let's get to what people are dying for us to talk about, what we need to hold hands as sisters, mm-hmm. as sisters and. In- I guess you could call it Zion, this heaven yeah. we're living in today, because Chandler, we, over the weekend, the Grammys happened and bum, bada bum, Taylor Swift, dum, da, da, dum, however you want to drum roll it, is releasing her 11th studio album. <sighs> the tortured poets department. I. I've been silent in the group chat, and today I finally came clean about why I am so beyond overwhelmed by this. I am struggling to come to terms with it. I'm struggling to grasp what what it means, what my life will be like for the next year. I'm 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 overwhelmed. I think that that feeling is so entirely warranted. This album, what it's going to do to the world, what it's going to do to our nation, it's unclear. But in an election year, I just I just I'm overwhelmed as well. There is so many gifts being given to us. Before we get to the album itself, though, because I am completely as well overwhelmed for clumped, let's talk about Taylor at the Grammys. Let's get to the Grammys, Mm. and then let's talk about the album because there's much, much to discuss. Much to discuss. Where do you want to begin? Let's begin with the visual, what we could see with our own two Mm. God-given eyes, okay? Taylor Swift's fit for the Grammys, her Luke, Chandler, what were your thoughts? I could not see anything but her hair. <laughs> Let me paint a picture for everyone, by the way. Taylor's in a custom Scaparelli dress. What is Schiaparelli? I don't know. I actually literally YouTubed how to pronounce Scaparelli when I was preparing for this episode, and some man from pronunciation.org said it's in Italian, you pronounce it Schiaparelli. Hmm. So, anyway, okay. I figured the American pronunciation I feel pronunciation like I've heard Courtney say Schiaparelli, Schiaparelli, but. She might hate me for outing her. You know, Corny's probably correct, but regardless, who cares? Tomato, tomato, Chandler. Mm-hmm. Taylor's in a custom Scopper dress. It was a white sleeveless kind of A-line. I mean, it was a yeah. kind of tight bustier yep. um, and then slit? a corset, a high slit, mm-hmm. kind of a very sculptural hip. Mm-hmm. With a long train, asymmetrical train, and an asymmetrical bodice up the back yeah. with the, the corset loop de loose. Very, very, I would say, it was giving Marie Antoinette. I I thought the dress itself was beautiful. Okay. It was everything okay. else. I liked the dress. And the black gloves? Was, black gloves did not complete the look by any means for me. I thought the, the dress on its own, I liked it. I liked the dress enough. Okay. Everything else was a runaway train <laughs> to hell. I personally feel like Taylor fell victim to the same situation Meghan Markle found herself in on her wedding day, which she had agreed to a drawn silhouette of a custom Mm. gown that looked beautiful in the two dimensional. Okay, like any sort of fit online sure. you see the picture it comes in the mail you put it on looks very different right i feel like this dress did not do any favors to taylor it was not flattering i feel like looked too large for her black gloves i know they were it was kind of like a trying to be fashion girly it just yeah was kind of odd the yeah. shoes were giving brass plum i know the, what people to the say these the girls shoes. are deluded. Who are they to make any sort of visual criticisms of a pop icon? I do think we have to speak our truth, Chandler. This is how we feel. I mean, the necklaces? It was originally intended that she would wear basically one huge necklace and big earrings. That's what the Scoparelli stylist intended if you saw the illustration that was shared. Her stylist or Taylor or the two of them... Put their heads together, and they decided Ugh, to instead combination. do a a layered tennis necklace, Luke, with a um, clock necklace that was striking midnight. And then, Chandler, let's get to the hair. The hair is a rat's nest braid, Luke, as you would say. <laughs> it is giving. This is you know, hi guys, I haven't washed my hair in 27 days and this is how I'm styling it. She had a a French braid or like she had her front piece sort of braided all the way around her head, which is something I tried to learn at girls camp 15 years ago and successfully did not learn. And that was for the better. It was so bad. It looked messy. It didn't look clean or sleek or anything. and I think it like was distracting. It was just all around terrible. It was like it it was a rat's nest. That And that's how I'm going to... St- Like describe it? The hair for me, it felt like if I said to James, James, we're going to a Mm. fancy dinner in Salt Lake tonight. You can do my hair however you Mm. want it. And then just to be a good aunt, I wear it for the whole night. And we all just kind of have, as adults, have a little snicker to each other about my hair at dinner. It really, the braid was just so juvenile. I mean, thank God Taylor doesn't listen to this podcast because I do worship at her feet, but the hair was so bad. This is- a little bit of the overwhelming feeling that I'm going through that I'm experiencing is just like, I love this person so much. She's such a big part of my brain power, but like she, also she's the biggest person in our lives. Absolutely. But she also can defy description with how bad her fit choices are. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, how can someone I love so much mm-hmm. be so wrong? That's what I struggle well, I- with. And I, I also want to say one, one more comparison yeah. on my hair. Yeah. It's like I had prom two, three days ago and I've slept in my hair every night. That is very much it. I would also say though that Taylor is a sonic genius. She's a musical genius. Absolutely. She's a songwriting genius. You know, genius does not lend itself to to every medium. I mean, people I say know. to me, Lauren, your poetry. And no one's seen my that. paintings? <laughs> have they seen my paintings? I've never no. seen you paint, you don't paint. I don't paint, but there's a reason for that. Sure. God doesn't give us you know, with people every hand. Lauren, I've seen your thirst traps. Your thirst traps are amazing. <laughs> And you're like because of my thirst traps. I don't do poetry. Like I, you know, I stick to one medium. <laughs> it's it's so true, Taylor. I really actually have transitioned. I know I can yeah. only excel in one area in my life. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's just our reality with Taylor. I do. I, I am a little concerned because I know that the intended pivot for her is directing. I know that the idea is for her to like direct films, and I know that's kind of like the vision at some point. And I'm like. The things she directs are literally for me. The things I like look past in my in my pilgrimage of worship as a swifty. We talked about the the directing long game. I think I think I talked about it with Joe when he came on, I, and I know you and I have talked about it. I'm just like la 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 la. <laughs> no, we have tunnel vision, Chandler, on our road to Taylor's Calvary. Okay. Right. Yeah, and it is it is very dark to think. In her website, by the way, it says directed projects on the upper rights, and that. I'm just like, no, no, avert. Let no. The, you know, right chip, right chip. Anyway, you also um, know what you know that whoever's like coding that website, whoever's like making it on Wix, they're like, oh, don't forget the uh, directed <laughs> works tab. They're like, are we sure we wanted to add the directed <laughs> works tab? Yep. Yep. That's a direct from Taylor. Like, it's like, I love her so much, but the All Too Well 10-minute music video ending with her as, like, the Dr. Seuss author who's, like, made her entire life about the one fling she had with the red hair. The cringe level is 10 out of 10. Okay. I mean, I, God, Taylor I also just have to say, podcast, yeah. maybe this is, like, wow. I, I constantly contradict myself as a Taylor Swift fan, but, like, I don't particularly love any of her music videos. No, that's ex- exactly, you know, the, the visual direction she is, finds herself drawn to is something that we tolerate it as fans. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is not yes. something we choose to champion and put on goggles for it. And we do actually, we actually do a lot of work. So Taylor is mm-hmm. up for a lot of ridicule by a lot of cultural commentators, House and Habit posted today that Taylor announced a new album to the song on the Instagram story, was Barney, okay? It was like, wah, 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 just how cheesy oh she thinks Taylor Swift is. And I'm like, you know what? If my only introduction, if I only saw Taylor through the lens of the Shake It Off music video, I would also be like, right. I don't get right. it. Me, hee, he Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we love her. We love We're her. We're so excited. We're so We will scared. be listening to everything. We'll be, We will be talking about everything. You know, we are just Continuing on in this supersonic Taylor moment with kind of half of her eyes closed. Chimmer, this might be before your time, but do you remember the moment in Saved by the Bell when the character with the big curly hair looks like an old, this sister? Kelly. She. No. I, I forget the name. No, it's not okay, Kelly. Chatty. Yeah. Anyway, she—I she, think she had taken like a caffeine pill, and she yes. thought she had overdosed. And she goes, "I'm so excited! I'm so excited! I'm so scared!" That is us <laughs> as Taylor Swift fans right now. <laughs> I know. So should we get into the new album? Let's should we get into her winning? Well, should we get into the Grammys? Well, yeah, let's go into get into the Grammys. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so Taylor Swift won for Best Vocal Song, pop, best, vocal, best Pop, pop Vocal, artist, I think. Something um, with the word pop. Something with the word vocal and pop. She won a Grammy. Congratulations. Amazing. Right. By the way, interesting that she chooses to announce her new album during this because mm-hmm. she obviously wasn't sure she would win both. Right. Album of um, the year, yeah. Let's get to the announcement in a second. So then she wins a second time for Album of the Year. You and I both wanted to get into this because… yes if you watch the music video They're You not will the music see video, the, the footage <laughs> the, <her winning. laughs> Sorry, the, the music video if you watch the the footage you will see she basically like starts freaking out hugging everyone around her Lana del was well, next to her go ahead bunny you down there no 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 I just I, you're doing a great job I just want to say she does the Taylor thing where she's like mm-hmm. or she like her, her mouth hangs agape or whatever and she's like well. And, and I'm not saying that's not genuine. It's just like sometimes it gives me so much cringe. Here's the thing. I feel like because she was winning this, she knew it would be a big, like it was a seminal win, right? It was such a big yeah. win because she was the first artist of all time, not just female, mm-hmm. but the first artist of all time to win four albums of the year. So that is yeah. huge. And if you saw Miss Americana, you know how much these Grammys mean to her. They are a huge right, deal. Right, huge. It is it is not some little award show she shows up for. Mm-hmm. She gears up for the nominations. She wants this. I think she, that reaction was genuine. But- totally genuine. I it's totally genuine. It's just genuine Taylor sometimes like makes me <laughs> makes my stomach clench. Well, I think we learned a lot about her in this moment because Lana Del Rey was also, she has never won a single Grammy. Lana Del Rey is a huge artist. Okay. Huge. Lana Del Rey's contribution to the musical canon, you can't be understated. And to have never won is really a mystery. And you could tell she was sad. She was crustfallen. I mean, she, you see her sort of touch her stomach, like almost like she's telling, like helping herself breathe, it's like take deep breaths. Yes. And if like you see like, her face I, fall, I was very saddened by this because I thought Lana Del Rey did have an incredible album. I think Lana Del Rey also really like is up there with Taylor Swift in her lyrics and her like just her songwriting abilities are just also out of this world, you know, it it brings up complicated emotions within me because I actually follow certain people who were shit talking Taylor in this moment because they are, they love Lana so much. And I don't want to be in that camp at all because I don't think it's one or the other. I do think though, this is a hard moment when you also want other artists to be recognized. And, and I think we're just in this like full Taylor Swift time. And it's, it's not that she doesn't deserve to be like the woman of the, you know, the moment. Um, It's just, it's complicated for, it's complicated for me. They cut to Miley Cyrus. They cut to Ed Sheeran and they cut to- um, Is Ed Sheeran nominated? Are you kidding me? Because I don't know if Ed Sheeran was nominated, but he, they also cut to Olivia Rodrigo. Uh All of them looked so fucking over it. Like a lot of times I I see these little viral synopses and I'm like, "Uh," you know, they're trying to construct a narrative. This is clickbait. No, no, no. They were all fake smiling, so hardcore. They mm-hmm. were all so done over done. it. Done. And then Taylor proceeds to force Lana, like visibly force Lana to come with her, pull her with mm-hmm. her. It was well, full your drunk girlfriend being like, no, no, you have to come to the bathroom. With right, you. right. So you see Lana kind of walk with her because she's like pulling her with her. And then she stops again before they get to the state. And Taylor's like, no, you have to come. And like forces her up there. And I just was like, sickened a little bit by it and it it took away from my joy for taylor because i it would just be so hard to be friends with her and maybe that's just like how unevolved i am but i think that would be it would be so hard i mean it would be so hard to have to go up there having just lost like Mm -hmm. i completely get that and i think that taylor is just a charmer she's a warm fuzzy she's a come with me be with me sometimes the most effervescent fun girls are just the most like inclusive and so I'm not mm-hmm. like trying to to nag Taylor here or, or put a dig at Taylor but I just understand where Lana was coming from a thousand percent I understand it and I think it's it's just one of those moments I think where you just don't want to be perceived yeah you know you like you're, you're just, just like want to be like in a, your own private like, space I'm sure Lana too is like a real she's a real friend of Taylor's like she's happy for her but you just mm-hmm. want to like kind of process this mm-hmm. you know in your seat sitting down not up on stage and i think it's also a hard moment too because taylor coming from a very good place kind of shouts out lana says she's legendary you know she's so lucky to know her and you know whatever you know it's it's so nice and it's like coming from the best place but that's another moment where you're like thanks still didn't win you know i don't want to be perceived right now no more attention for me and let's not forget, like for her, it's the same emotions as Taylor when she's in Miss Americana mm-hmm. and she's not nominated for any Grammys. Right, like right. they write these albums. They put yeah. so much work yeah. into them and to have them be nominated, I'm sure Lana had her hopes up. I'm yeah. sure Lana wanted to win. And so I completely felt for her in that moment. Yeah. Um I will say this was a moment of vindication for me because Midnights is tops for me. Midnight's is my favorite Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift album of all time. And so I am just so thrilled to see it get the recognition it so richly deserves. Yeah. For me, it's like a competition between Lana, SZA, and Taylor. Miley Mm -hmm. Cyrus, she's amazing vocals. I loved her performance. All of the things. I don't think she lyrically does what Taylor does Mm -hmm. or SZA or Lana like at all. Her her album, I, I just don't connect to her music in the same way that I connect to you know mm-hmm. Lana, Taylor, and SZA. And Olivia Rodrigo, amazing, amazing. Not as good, though. Right. This also goes back to what we were talking about last week with my personal revelation about antihero and the lyric, Too Big to Hang Out. It's just tough. It's lonely at the top. It's exactly. You're so right. It's lonely at the top. I mean, it's not Taylor's fault that right. her album has f- 12 bangers on it. It's not just... Right one really, really good song Mm -hmm. that ever that you know trends on TikTok and everyone loves like flowers and Nile might be a stronger vocalist, but Taylor is the songwriting is just par excellence. It's just heaven. Right. Um and so it's not Taylor's fault that she's so good. Four best albums. Let's get into the album. So she announces, not at this, at the previous award though, she announced that her new album, The Tortured Poets Department, will be coming April 19th. Mm -hmm. She says, I don't reveal who my songs are about. I will never say who they're about. And then she names them Fuck You, John Mayer. Excuse me. Dear John. Right. She right. literally puts who they're about in the songs. And right. the tortured poems, the tortured poets department is no exception. This is not an album. This is a Joel Bum. This is right. an album dedicated right. to the dissolution between Taylor yes. Swift and Joe Allen. And right. there are a, a million not so subtle Easter eggs. But right. that's the case. Right. The first of which, by the way. Is that April nineteenth, Chandler? Is the day that the Revolutionary War started? Okay, okay, that was the day that the American Patriots, mm-hmm. that the official war began to fight for our independence against right. Chandler for for Joe against Joe <laughs> Well, you know what? At this point, it's like who cares about the Revolutionary War? Who cares? Who cares? Because I think that that what's coming on April nineteenth could be much larger More for the larger nation and potentially the for world. the world. The world is it the a year to the day they broke up to the day oh, it was released? The, yeah. Wait, what do you mean to the year, to, a day to like to the day it was up? like released? Like the day that the news broke that they were. This is a great. This is an excellent point, Chandler. So news broke that they had broken up on March thirty first. Okay. Okay. So okay April eighth is when Taylor performs in Tampa, Florida. She replaces Invisible String with The One, okay? Mm -hmm. Lyrics of Invisible String are all about, there's this string, it ties me to you. And then (laughs) The One is all about, it would have been fun if you would have been The One. One is a love song. One is a song about, you know, forsaken love. Right. So Chandler, on the track list, Chandler, a track titled Florida. Oh my gosh. Second of all, Second of all, by the way, April nineteenth is when it comes out. April nineteenth is also when news hit and was released that Emma Laird had posted on her Instagram a photo of Joe Alwyn like are we unwell We're, this is why i 'm overwhelmed this is why I'm overwhelmed because I have also, been I have been steeped in this for so long, so long London I mean I know. <laughs> I point, love you. It's ruining my life. My boy only breaks his favorite toys. The songs the, the song the track titles are Skating. vicious. They're so Skating. savage, so savage. This is okay, Someone t- DM'd this, reminding me of my own um, seer revelator status. Yeah, I yeah. just want to. I want to refresh everyone's memory. They Share said. It. LOL, as soon as Taylor and Joe broke up, the first thing I thought of was when a year or so ago, Lauren said, we got a 10-minute song about the fling with Jake Gyllenhaal. Just imagine the album that will come about Joe Allen. Right? And I also, by the way, I also predicted that he would have a fling with some girl. I mean, it's an easy prediction. Right. But he would have some fling with some girl on set who really just thought he was the cat's meow Mm -hmm, compared mm to… His much more successful right, girlfriend, right, right, and his ego would really, you know, feed off of that. Should, this person says truly a visionary of our time. Thank you. I couldn't agree more. There's I, so Lauren, much. I'm I'm speechless. There's so much. I actually feel like we should honestly save some of this for the Patreon, like track title by track title. We should save some for the Patreon. I will say though that I I just I'm on the floor with the track title, the smallest man who ever lived. Because, by the way, we've never had from Taylor confirmation about all of our observations about Joe. Right, that he right. handle her success, that he wasn't happy for her, that he didn't validate her. He wouldn't be mm-hmm. on the red carpet with her. Right. He wouldn't talk about her in public. That was – it was all something that we observed but was never validated from her. Right, right. This is her spelling it out for us. No, right. he really oh, was. She, loud and clear. And I think – When you're in a new relationship that is safe, where you can fully bask in all your glory, you're like, the gloves are coming off. I don't have to be afraid of you anymore. I can tell the whole world how shitty you are. Yeah. And and Taylor loves nothing more, Chandler, than having her sonic day heard in court. Mm -hmm. Okay. So true. It's a great way to put it. And man, court is in session on April 19th. Mm -hmm i we're trying to we need to be a plan, we're planning a trip for it i know you know some of the group text has other uh you know obligations but you and i will be together on this day or or the week after like we decided i love after the week after it. after we have because yeah. i want to have my private listening experience and then i want to mm-hmm. have a communal one i want to come to the table with fully formed thoughts right I want to have digested for a minute. So yeah, the weekend after will be fabulous. Anyway. We're missing one critical detail. Everyone's probably already seen this detail, but in case you missed it. So the title of the album is, please, Lauren, read it off. Tortured Poets Department. Joe Alwyn, Paul Mescal, and Andrew, the guy from the other movie with Paul Mescal. Sorry, I don't know his last name. They have a group text called The Tortured Man's Club. They sure do, Chandler. This was in an interview with, this was in a YouTube video with Variety, so she knew this was out there. Of course. Here's one thing I will say. Again, Taylor's my god, but I find this album title to be corny as hell. You know what I found to be corny as hell? Her what? little, like, album, like, the lyrics that she posted, The like, <laughs> all is fair <laughs> in love and poetry. Sincerely, the chairman. No, I know. It's... Well, I the squ- goggles some- have to be on all the time with her. Oh. On our pilgrimage to sit at the feet of Taylor, again, yes, you're right. We have our rose-colored glasses on with extreme blinders. I mean, I often think of the expression, they never said it would be easy. They only <laughs> said it would be worth it. People think Jesus said I- this. It's like, that's an expression people used to think that Jesus said. Don't think Jesus ever said that, but moving right along. We don't have it easy as Swifties, but again- We have to just keep going on our mission, Mm -hmm. on our path. We'll just do our best to bide our time until April 19th. Okay. Can we talk about really quick, still in the Grammys, Miley? Because I just want to give Miley a moment. So Miley showed up in custom John Galliano for Maison Margiela couture dress held together with metal safety pins and interwoven strands of beads paired with a 70s Raquel Welch inspired hair. I found this look to be so cool. Such a vibe. Mm-hmm. I love the tattoos. I just feel like, first of all, Miley's vocals and the live performance, beyond her yeah. incredible costume changes and all of the right. outfits, it was her performance of Flowers. It's better than the album version. It's right, her, right. Her voice is so well, strong. I think, too, she's like, she's brimming with like, she's joy. Brimming. And that makes she, it so fun to watch. She was just. I love when she was like, and then I remember I just won my first Grammy and she right, basically just yeah. does this like, you know, dance leap in the air. So right. happy. It's so real. And was very, very cute. You like, can't help but smile when you watch it. Can't help but smile. Just absolutely so happy for her. And anyway, I just wanted to note that before I move on, this isn't just the Taylor show. I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Tracy Chapman. Oh, well, it's interesting. The, um, The performance by Tracy Tracy Chapman was announced, but I don't know that the word really got out because when, when she, you know, when they like put the lights on her, when the stage went from dark and like they shone the lights on Tracy, there was gasp through the audience and people were freaking out. I found it to be such a throwback. It's, I mean, incredible. It's one of the most moving songs. It's a song that I listen to where I'm just like, thank God I'm alive at this time. I think that song is just so authentic. Mm-hmm. It's so original. Her voice is so beautiful. Do you know the story of how Tracy Chapman like got her rise to stardom? I, maybe I've heard it, but please, I, I feel like this Let could actually make me it. cry. So please tell me. Okay. So the story behind Tracy Chapman and her rise to stardom is that she was basically performing at this music festival, I believe in the UK, like Glasgow or I don't know, somewhere in Scotland. Yeah a big music festival. Stevie wonder was supposed to go on to a crowd of like 30,000, something crazy. Okay. He was like the headliner. And I guess he had a track that was supposed to play alongside him and his band. And they couldn't find the cassette at the very last oh, minute. Gosh. She had already played her set on a, very, on a smaller stage. And at the very last minute, he was like, I'm not going on. So he walk he walks off. They <sighs> have no one to play. It's like a 20 minute set. And, they basically scramble. She says she'll go on. She's this complete unknown. I think she had so, oh sold, my gosh. I mean, not a complete unknown, but she had sold like a hundred thousand copies uh-huh. of her record at that yeah. point. Yeah, so she goes on. She performs. Like t- talking about a revolution, Fast Car, and then mm-hmm. within like the next week, she sold million like over <gasps> three million albums, <sighs> and just completely her career was catapulted. <sighs> so very cool story, and I just think the voice, the songwriting, she's unbelievable. She's such unbelievable. a talent, yeah. And really. I think that she she really pulls a lot of people together. Like so many people have memories of listening right. to Fast Car. So many people love Tracy Chapman. So I, anyway. Can I make a pairing recommendation, everybody? Please. May I recommend a half an early bird and some Tracy Chapman? <laughs> That's all. Oh, heaven. So good. Um, okay, so one final thing, Chandler, on the pod, I want to get into Tinks. Everyone knows Tinks, major influencer personality. She has come up with a controversial opinion that I would really love your thoughts on, okay? In this reel, she's remixing someone else's reel who's complaining about being asked to pay for an expensive birthday dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were asked out to dinner for someone's birthday and then they were asked to pay for their share of the meal and they're complaining about it. So this is her response. I think it's unfair when someone chooses a really expensive restaurant for a birthday dinner. my opinion that if you invite people to a restaurant of your choosing for your birthday, you should pay for everybody. I know that's going to be deeply unpopular, but I just think that you can't pick a restaurant and ask people to come and celebrate you and pay for themselves and in some friend groups it's even expected that you split the cost of the birthday person too if i invite a group of people somewhere to celebrate me that's my treat because i organize it and i'm asking them to come pick an expensive restaurant and expect everybody to pay and in this person's case then get pissy when they say i'm sorry i can't afford that is really bad manners this is my take (laughs) yeah um tell me you have a massive trust fund and have always had tons of money without telling me you have a massive trust fund and have always had tons of money. Like what are you talking about? It's funny because a lot of the comments are also agreeing. I think maybe when you're at a certain level in life, um, but nobody in my friend group does this. I never once felt like perturbed by anybody doing this. This to me feels totally normal that, you know, you go out to dinner with your friends to celebrate a birthday. Everybody pays their fair share. Like it's not a sponsored thing at all. This basically means that if you have a birthday, you can't go out to dinner unless you can drop thousands of dollars. Here's the other thing I'm going to say. I think it also could be a little bit of a generational thing Mm. because Mm. I think that mom and dad do this type of thing. I think to them it's Mm -hmm. that that is what you do. But to us, to our generation, not expected, not a thing. Like it would, that would be very, very generous if to eff- of anyone to just like comp the whole dinner. But I think yeah. for mom and mom and dad, that's what they would think. I think it's a generational. I, it thing. probably it could be a generational thing, but I also just think that it's like a I don't know rich person well, thing. I guess it's just a, I think it's a rich person thing. I think it's right. a very easy opinion to have. If for you dropping two five thousand yep. dollars on a dinner, I mean, is NBD. If like that if that was that's the NPD case, to you, of course you're going to be like it's the only way to have good manners. I mean, also if that was the case, like if I if I'm expected to bankroll every one of my birthday dinners, like we're not getting a birthday dinner. What and how? What a bummer is that to the birthday girl or right, the birthday right. boy? Like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. I think it's super classy if you can do it what a flex so nice but i think that we have become so ungenerous where people complain about being invited to weddings or they right. like expected to give a gift people barely even give gifts for weddings anymore people mm-hmm. no one gives a birthday gift anymore i just feel like I mean, I get we have a birthday become gift you get I, I but a lot of times people don't it's not the yeah, norm anymore yeah, yeah. and i feel like as a culture we have become very selfish and ungenerous to be so rude as to complain about being invited to a wedding or well, to someone's think, birthday dinner. Yeah. And I think it's, I think too, you know, I I guess I'll say I don't always bring a birthday gift if I'm going to someone's birthday dinner, because I think some, for some people it's like, this is an experience that we're all going to pay for to like, for en- sure. Enjoy totally. you. Mm-hmm. Um, So I guess like in all fairness, like to, to expect that you're going to have, have your meal paid for by the birthday person is just totally like not, on my brain. Like that's, that's not what I'm thinking. Well, I also feel like birthday dinners, it's not like you go out to a birthday dinner and the whole meal is spent talking about the birthday person. Right. Or it's like a, you know, Laura looking like through scrapbook. So when this person was born and now we're going to get to the slideshow of their right. life. I mean, and now we're all going to share our favorite memory. Like if anything, I feel like as a, I want some, I feel like we could do better to be more celebratory of people I mean, at birthday my dinners. My friend of does that. I actually went to birthday do. dinner last night. Yeah. And we all shared like favorite things about the person, you know, that type of thing. See, and that's one of my favorite things about birthday dinners. But I feel like yeah. so often when I go to a birthday dinner, it's literally just going to dinner. A dinner. And, right, right. And people say virtually nothing except happy well, birthday cheers. You should say I know that. I should. You should and have so, everything. Anyway, any, and you say one physical thing that you love about the person? And one non-physical thing—it's amazing. I just—I saw that opinion. I was just like, "Oh my gosh, what an eye roll!" Right? And just like it's a rich person opinion. It's completely a rich person opinion. Yeah. Um, which, which is lovely to have, but it's so unrealistic. I would like to be invited to her birthday dinner. (laughs) I agree. Absolutely. I think she wants to invite us. Okay. Well, Chandler, this has been a delightful experience chatting with you today. So great! I can't wait to get back with you on the Patreon, chat about more yes. things. I know we didn't cover King Charles, you know, and oh, other yeah. things. So we've got, we've got more to get okay. into it. We'll all be on the Patreon. Yes. Um, we're going to talk about King Charles and his diagnosis on Patreon. A lot to get to this week. Don't forget to send us your story of getting scammed by February 10th at the latest, please. Popapologist at gmail.com. And then, you know what? We we'll love you. Thanks for listening. Love you. Thanks. Ya. Bye. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, And we will see you next week, live every Wednesday.